it's time for Morotome. It is time for Morotome. We we made the people a promise. You uh, we, we, we <laughs> to be fair, we were going to talk about something else. Yes. And then you had played through. You were playing through something. We know last time we were we spoke on the on the podcast, and then you finished that, and you had such a visceral reaction to it that I was like, I think the better idea here is for you to talk about <laughs> this instead of what we were originally going to talk about, because I feel like you got some things you got to get off your chest. Yeah, I think you're right. The other one, um, we could postpone. I mean, not that the other one's bad, but like, I, there's a lot. Can, of We to can talk do about it at a later date. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So yeah. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc, Al, and Lady Um. Hello, hello. This is episode number 318, and Al's going to chit-chat about some Busta Fellas. Busta Fellows. Is there like a subtitle to that game, or is nope. it just Busta Fellows? Just okay. Busta I Fellows. I was not sure one way or the other. I no, could not remember. That's that's totally fair, because usually they do have some kind of silly subtitle, but this is just Busta Fellows. Busta Fellows. Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> bustin', bustin', bustin'. <laughs> um, uh, which, like, what a title, man. It is certainly a title, which doesn't really tell you anything about the, sh- the, the game and no. Any sort of way, no. No, and, and it never comes up in the game either. <laughs> <laughs> you first started playing this game, like, it wasn't last year, was it? It was like 2021. 2021, yeah. Right, because that, that was when you first started streaming and you were mm-hmm. just playing Otome games and playing Busta Fellas. Mm-hmm. And that was how you started playing this game. And then you re- eventually realized, I don't really like, I mean... I don't. I wouldn't say I don't really like, but the slow nature of playing an Atome game on stream is kind of not the way you play Atome games. Correct. It so is not at you, all how I play them. So eventually, you stopped doing that and then transitioned into the fishing streams, which is mm-hmm. a very different thing altogether. <laughs> yeah, you don't fish in Atome games, unfortunately. No, but yeah. So I like I have seen like a little bit of this game from mm-hmm. when you initially streamed it like two years ago. Yeah, you've seen parts of the common route. Right. <laughs> Which, again, is not a whole lot of that game. No, no, it's not. Um, so I, I kind of I have a kind like I kind of have an idea about like some of the characters and everything. But like mm-hmm. anything past that, I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I, Al reacted a lot and yelled and showed <laughs> me some weird images. And that's that's <laughs> my gist of what I know about this game. Is that not how Atome usually goes with us, though? To be fair, you are correct. <laughs> it's just I have a little bit more knowledge this time around than I do most of the time. No, that's fair. That's fair. You, you've you at least seen part of this game. You're aware of some of the characters. And like kind of the gimmick of the game. Yeah. Which I guess we could talk about the gimmick really quick. Yeah. Hey, you, you are fair to do it. All right. Um... So the gimmick of this game is that one, um, all of these dudes are what one would call fixers. Um, they they have different specialties, and um, you're playing. They really love cold plays. Fix you. Anybody who really likes cold plays <laughs> should just get away from me. Wow. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Um, I say this as if my dad was not like a massive cold play. <laughs> Um, so you play as um, Tota, uh, Tota, 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 
Um, anyway. You played the game. You should know. Well, yeah, but like T-E-U-T-A. You know, common, very common name. Yeah, because you're in the United States and not New York City. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> um, and she has the ability to go back in time. Um, the thing is, though, that she will always enter somebody else's body when she goes back in time. And so she has to figure out, like, how to do the thing that she needs to do while in someone else's body in a whole different, like, situation. Mm -hmm. um, so you're introduced to this whole mechanic because um, the the poster boy of the game, Limbo Fitzgerald, who is a crooked lawyer, uh, <laughs> um, he dies. He just straight up dies. <laughs> he gets murdered in front of you. <laughs> Um, and so she has to, she has to go back in time to try and save him. And she ends up in, in the, um, like local jail as a pickpocket and ends up like calling him to be her lawyer so that she could talk to him and be like, yo, you're going to die. So just be careful. And... Like, okay, weird for one. Um, but two, like, sure, let's go along with this. Why, why not? Um, Thank you, local pickpocket. Right? This poor guy, like, calls in this massive lawyer and then, you know, he leaves and the guy probably doesn't have a lawyer because he just called one that left um, and was eating a hot dog in the police station. Mm, hot dog. Yeah. Um, Eating some glizzies, what? right? What does that mean? It's a hot dog. Gross. <laughs> um, and so they're like, okay, well, let's just fake your death. How about that limbo? Let's just make them think that you died. Um, so using the abilities of all of the dudes, they fake his death. Um, and so essentially what we've got is limbo, who is the lawyer. We've got Shu, who is um, a hitman. We have Helvetica, aka Fontman, who is a plastic surgeon, but also like a master of disguise, essentially. We have Mozu, who is um, a coroner. And then Scarecrow calls coroner, himself. Coroner, not a corner. Coroner. I just want people to understand. <laughs> He's just a corner. He's just yeah, he's... 90 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> Fold him up into a right angle. Sorry, sorry about the accent. Coroner. He's a dude who deals with dead bodies. Um, and then Scarecrow, who calls himself the boss of the underworld. And essentially, he's a hacker. Um, so Moses is like, yeah, I can like make make a dead body look like yeah, that's fine. Like I'll I'll prep the the dead body. Helvetica will like do the face to make it look like you. Um, you know, Shu can figure out like I don't know blood or something. Uh, it, it's it's this whole thing, and they fake his death. Um, and then they they keep talking to her. They're like, that's that's kind of weird that you like came back and were able to make this happen. But uh, thanks, I suppose. It's kind of kind of cool of you. Meanwhile, her apartment 
falls apart. Do you remember that part at all? Vaguely. Yeah, like her apartment complex just collapses and she's like, um, I'm homeless. This isn't good. And so Scarecrow decides that she will just live in the giant house with all the boys and welcome to a found family story and it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, because everybody like really, really cares about each other and they're just always like like laughing with each other and watching movies and playing games and eating food and goofing and um, Scarecrow has um, a jar that like if you disrespect him you have to pay him money and so like everybody will just like pay in advance to just clown on him constantly which is pretty funny <laughs> um, also there's a cat that follows her wow um, she also has two best friends that are, I would say, pretty important, um, to the story. Um, uh, one is named Adam. And I'm trying to remember the name of her other friend, the gal. What is her Adam's name? a newscaster. He reads the news. He is a newscaster. He is also, for some reason, like an idol. Yeah, you know, idol newscasters. <laughs> like he sings and also is a newscaster. Why can't I remember her friend's name? Uh, friend A. Ugh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Luca. Luca is her name. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. Um, so she hangs out with Luca and Adam all the time. They've been together since they were kids. Adam was a Russian transplant, and um, he learned English from just hanging out with the girls, uh, which is kind of goofy. He's also from, like, a very, very rich family. Uh, he kind of also looks like a praying mantis, but that's a whole other story. Um... He's, like, one of the only characters that, like, looks straight at you. And it makes me really uncomfortable when it's, like, a straight-on shot of a character. <laughs> I don't know why it freaks me out so much. It's just weird. Um, and so I did also like that there were, like, other characters that interacted with the, the main character. She has a lot of personality, um, which is different for a main character in an Otome game. Right. She's very much not just a, like, <laughs> yep, exactly like that. Uh, she she <laughs> she's not just like a player insert character. Like she is she is absolutely her own character. She's really a fun character to play as. So that's that was exciting to be able to like play as somebody who, like, actually had some form of personality. Yeah. Also, for clarification, I sent Al a picture of a praying mantis. That's why she laughed. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> okay, so in, in the common route, you have some some things happen. W one of the underlying elements of the story that I actually find really, really interesting is the idea of um, illegal immigration, uh the exploitation of like underprivileged peoples um like essentially like human trafficking and like what that means for society essentially 
again, not something you'd really expect from a Tome game to like be making like commentary about illegal immigration and like the ethics of like what people do to get out of that. Kind of wild. But that shows up a lot throughout every single route, basically. If not, if not every single route, I think it does show up in every single route. Maybe not Scarecrows. Yeah, not Mozu, not Scarecrow. But I think the rest of them it does. Um, but yeah, like that, that's interesting that they would do that. And especially considering it's a game set in the United States and like this would actually be something that is quite relevant. Um, unexpected. Very, very unexpected. Um, but with the, like, common route, again, you, you fake Limo's death. Um, there's, like, this big boss man who's been trying to, like, get him murdered. Um, they... <laughs> They end up doing this like big showy thing where they like take all the money from this guy and then throw it out of a helicopter and run off. Um and then <laughs> and then at the end, um the the main character's like, Oh hey, like that was wild. You threw a bunch of money just like out into the world. Why would you do that? And like, oh that wasn't real. Are you kidding? The real money's still here. Do you want some of it? We'll give you a cut. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um so yeah, uh, the the ethics and moral compass of some of these people is not completely great, but um, not everything is black and white. That's kind of fun, I think. Um, but you find out about like this this secret society type thing. Um, I think it's called Roy Lopez, R U Y Lopez. Um, and it was founded by these two brothers, and um, you meet with this woman named Arena in uh, the the jail, and she's essentially like, yeah, like, they would shove us into, like, these containers just full of people, and people would die around you, and then they would pull you out, and um, they'd find the weakest one and just, like, execute them on the spot to show you, like, they, they mean business. Um again what uh and so this roy lopez group is supposed to basically be fighting back on the behalf of these people but there's also just some corruption that's happening within it and confusion on who is the leader and what what all's happening there um also turns out that arena um murdered her roommate with a lamp <laughs> you know just very casually yeah because she was jealous that she was like escaping the lifestyle that they had ended up in. I was like, oh, that's, that's sad. Bonk. Um, also, she ends up dying off screen. You don't find out later until you meet somebody who makes people disappear. Anyway! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, one of the first things you end up doing is you meet this, like, little riffraff kid. Um... And he's he's out for revenge because the the big boss man from the prologue uh, killed his his papa his daddy, um, and he wants revenge 
And she the whole time is like, kid, you you don't want to kill somebody. Trust me. You, you don't want to go down that path. You don't want to know what it's like. Kid's like, mm, but what if I do? Uh, so he ends up killing that guy and going to jail and um, having having a real bad time with it. And uh, main character is like, what if I just go back in time and prevent that from happening? It's probably a good idea. Um, so like Shu provides the guy with like a bulletproof vest and is basically like, hey, by the way, someone's going to shoot you like in this spot right here um, in, in a few minutes. So like maybe don't don't die. That'd be cool. Um, and then they record him saying like, kid, I'm going to kill you like I did your dad. And Luca is, you know, a cop and comes and arrests him. So that guy's taken care of. But they find a USB drive. Ba-ba-bam. Um, and Scarecrow knows how to hack it. Ba-ba-bam. <laughs> and they find a I list plugged of... plugged it into my computer. <laughs> hacker voice I've been. Um, which I guess is something I should mention is that um, Scarecrow has uh, this, like, computer system that he's built uh, called Anima. And there's this really good scene when you first meet Scarecrow that, like, the room is really dark. Um, you know, as hackers like. And um, he's trying to be really dramatic about it and, like, have Anima put the spotlights on and he, like, goes to spin his chair so that he could look at the main character um, but ends up spinning way too far and just keeps going in circles. And Anima's like, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know how to help you. I'm just a computer. It's really embarrassing for him pretty funny um which you know you need you need some humor in that when people are dying and there's human trafficking yeah as you do as you do um yeah we find out there's some really important people that are on this usb drive Uh oh yikes um there is also like a very short pandemic type subplot in this game which hits a little bit. I mean, it, it hit it hit different when I was playing it in 2021, but like even still playing it, I'm like oof, oofa doofa, oofa doofa. Um, people are like dying for the vaccine instead of you know dying because they don't want to take the vaccine. <laughs> the opposite of what it actually is. Yeah, like they they're like also trying to kill people for the vaccine because they want the vaccine so badly. Um, so you and Mozu ends up getting like locked in a in the morgue together at one point to see if um you're you're both gonna get it. You don't, so that's good. Um, and you end up getting the vaccine out because Limbo figures out ways to essentially bribe his way in and get it, which is nice of him question mark um but you do find out like this like hybrid high school college thing has some some shady stuff going on and that's where the vaccine is being held and that place will come up again um there's also like a heist part in i think chapter four where like fashion week is happening and there's um 
like a powerful dude that's attending there that you have to like steal his information and um helvetica basically turns himself into a very beautiful lady and is trying to like proposition this guy <laughs> to to um get the information it's it's a wild common route because it just goes all over the place and none of them really are completely relevant but you kind of get an idea of what what the dudes are about and what they're doing like not a lot of the stuff that they do is actually ethical but you're also just not mad about it because it ends up doing some some good for the world so sure um also they they shop at trader jones's a lot <laughs> good name good name pretty good trader jones's uh there is also there are, there are three elements here with they have to happen so you know which which dude you're going to end up with um one the dude that you have the most points with will name the cat um, so you can have a cat named Max. Who'd you... ever have a cat named Max? I don't know. Who would have a cat named Max? He's just looking at me like, what? <laughs> um, That's my name. You can have a cat named Cat. Um, you could have a cat named after yourself. <laughs> that's that's just That's just narcissistic. Well, you don't name it, and you get really mad the whole time because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Tata's like, in there sleeping with Helvetica and uh, like cuddled up to him, and she's like, "Ah, what? No!" Um, they're just talking about the cat the whole time. The cat can be named Anna after Anastasia, um, or the cat can be named Ginger. So those those are your choices of cat. Is the cat orange? No. What the heck are you doing? <laughs> you done goofed. Why? Because of the ginger name? Yeah. Oh, no, it's because of Scarecrow has like a homemade comic book that he made with a, a character named Captain Ginger. Gotta read the room. Yeah. Read the cat room. Re read the cat room. Um, The second event is that... um. Oh, I should have mentioned, you're a journalist. You play as a journalist. I didn't mention that she is a journalist, but that is her job. Um, the second thing is that uh, the dude that you had the most points with will help you open your envelope that tells you that you're like the rookie of the year and that you're going to get a book published. And that's all done in like cute ways. And the third way that you know which dude you're going to get is that they pick your swimsuit in chapter four, um, which can be interesting uh, because Limbo's older sister and um, Carmen who is the um, the the bar owner um, they take you out bikini shopping essentially but they like call the dude that is most interested in you and be like hey what kind of bathing suit should we get her ha 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 so you always end up in the bathing suit that they like which for the record Putting this on the record, Limbo has the best taste in bathing suits. Period. Hands down. That's it. Limbo has best taste in bathing suits. Mozu's hilarious because um, when you show up in the bathing suit that he picked, he's like, ah, yes, you have good skeletal features. 
That's what I like to tell the ladies. Yeah, I mean, like, Helvetica, when he first meets you, says you have, like, nice scarf skin, which I think is your fingernail stuff. And then... Oh, is, this, is this the game that was, like, all weirdly about fingers? No, 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 no. That was, that was, uh, that was Seven Scarlet that was all about hands. I thought there was something weird about fingers in this game as well. They all have really long the, fingers. The scarf thing. The scarf skin was a thing, and then like Mozo at one point talks about like your eye sockets and like your cheekbones and stuff. Right. Um, yep. Yep. Um, Scarecrow just straight up says like, "I picked it, but it wasn't because I was horny. I promise." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I was like, damn, dude, you're just making it worse for you. Like, you're making it look like that was why you picked it. Like, you should have just said nothing. Um, Which, based on the description she gave of, like, the bottom part of the bathing suit, yeah, he definitely was just horny. Um, But she wore, she wears, like, denim shorts over it, so you can't see that part. She's like, yeah, he gave me a G-string. I'm like, oh, oh my, okay. Well, then... <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Um, Like, Shu just has, like, a black bikini. He's like, oh, look at you. You can be sexy. Good for you. I'm like, thanks, I guess. Limbo has the best taste in bathing suits. It's cute. It's all ruffly. I like it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, you, you have all of these, like, common routes. You hang out a lot at the bar that Carmen runs. Um, that's that's a big plot point. Um, she has a um, a bouncer named Pepe who's like this big ex-boxer man who wears a belt buckle that says GGG which just makes me think of guys' grocery games. <laughs> uh, which is not what's intended, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, and then there's this kid that works at the bar named um, Alex and kids are not supposed to work at the bar, but he does anyway. So, you want to talk about some routes? No. Wow. <laughs> Why are we even here then? We're just here to to listen to the common route, and then that's that's you got to make your own conclusions. Oh well, we're gonna come back to a common route. <laughs> well, I'll come back to it. Um, because you have to go through all the dudes' routes to unlock like the the final two routes mm -hmm. and I'll try and go through these like relatively quickly but um, I started with Limbo this time uh, I started with Mozu last time but I was like you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the poster boy he's unlocked let's go was there um, like a, a set order that you should do these in or was this kind of like do whatever Um, so they're all unlocked to begin with so you can choose whichever dude you want um, gotcha. to start with um I went with, like I said, the first time I was going to go in Mozu, but this time I played in the order that, like, the developers suggest. Um, so I went Limbo, Shu, Helvetica, Mozu, Scarecrow, and then the final two routes. Which is wild. They're like, here's the poster boy. Why don't you play his, do his route first? Like, that's not usually how it goes. It's usually a situation like Code Realize where you have to do everybody else's to unlock the poster boy. But anyway, um, Limbo's route, despite the fact that people are like, oh, yeah, this is not a very heavy route, it's kind of heavy. Um, again, he's he's a lawyer. Um, he has a reputation of being able to get um, like a not guilty verdict 
no matter what. Um, so he's like basically the opposite of Miles Edgeworth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know he's 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 kind of kind of considered shady. They like straight up tell him to his face, like, "Yeah, you're known as the crooked lawyers." Like, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, his sister is the um, like main prosecutor. I forget what they're called. But anyway, um, they're also like a super, super wealthy family. And he seems to like get along fine with them, I suppose. Like he goes to spend time with them on the holidays. Um, so like he must not hate them entirely, I suppose. But um, in his route... You run into this this fella from his past who is like really really buddy buddy all of a sudden, um, like he just walks straight up to the main character, takes her phone, is like here's my phone number, and like types in his phone number on her phone like the first time he meets her, which is weird. Um, and he tells her a few times like, hey, you know, it, it, Limbo and I had an awkward situation last time we. Uh, we hung out and, you know, it feels awkward. Will you come just kind of be like the buffer? And um, they, she does that a few times. Limbo is also a lightweight when it comes to booze. So he gets drunk a lot and really easily. And this guy gets him drunk a lot and really easily. Um, and something just seems like very off about him the whole time. And turns out that they used to be like they used to work at the same firm, and that the guy did something ethically that Limbo just could not go along with, which was um, he he bought a woman, like human trafficking bought her, and he's like, yo, like you 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 can't. You can't buy people. That's not cool. Um, and you find out that, like, the guy was in love with this girl. And he was, like, planning to take care of her and her kid. And um, that this guy, like, went to prison for human trafficking and purchasing her and all that. And during that time, things went bad. And, um, by the way... There's going to be several uh, content warnings that we should put in this. I didn't think about that. Because um, there's a big one. This this lady just straight up like committed suicide. In a bathtub. So yeah, that sucks. Um, and the guy like found her and... Um, Actually, no, Limbo found her. Limbo was the one who found her because the guy was in prison. And Limbo talks about, like, how horrific it was to find her and how, like, he can never get that out of his head. And so this other guy is like, what if I just do the same thing? Like, what if I just make main character who Limbo very, care like, very clearly cares about? Like, what if she just has to kill herself in order to keep him alive? How about that? Um, and he, like, Put some nano machines in him. What is this Metal Gear now? <laughs> um, he he uh he like puts these nano machines in like some wine that they're drinking, 
And there's this whole scene of like, oh, you can switch the cups if you want to. It doesn't. Oh, I've got to prove that there's no poison in it. Turns out that he just nano machined them both. Um, so like he has nano machines and Limbo has nano machines. And the whole deal is that like she has to go into the same room, like same hotel room where the lady was found and off herself by like five o'clock or the guy will activate the nano machines within Limbo and kill him. Uh, you didn't realize this was uh, Hideo Kojima's Otome game. Right? <laughs> well, and the solution to the problem is very wild because what they decide to do is just kill Limbo. Because if they kill Limbo, then the nanomachines don't have power and they'll, they won't, they won't be able to poison them anymore. So, like, the whole team just gets together like, alright, well, Mozu knows how to, like, inject you with enough stuff that we can just kill you, but then we also can just bring you back. It's fine. Um, so poor Limbo dies twice in this game. Because he died in the beginning, and then he died again here, and then, you know, they faked his death another time, so he kind of died three times. Um, but yeah, that's how they get around the whole nano machine thing, is they just kill him, and then bring him back. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but that saves her, um, and the, the, the other guy is like, yeah, um, I don't like this. I don't like that you survived. I don't like that she didn't, she didn't off herself. So what if I just activate my own nano machines and bleh, so he's dead. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, and then we, we live happily ever after with Limbo. <laughs> Okay. Um, you have a um, wild CG with like tongue smooches with Limbo. I was like, whoa! Getting spicy out here. Oh, that's something actually worth noting. This game has nipples. The, the guys have nipples. <laughs> that never happens. That never happens. Not not that Limbo has them because they don't show his, but um but they do exist. But yeah, you get you get a the, the smooch scene. Also you have to make him meatloaf at one point and you're not good at it. Anyway. Um so he was he was cute. I liked him, other than the whole like, you know, everybody's kinda dying thing, but um you know, when somebody says this is the easiest route to get through, like, content-wise, I was like, well then, okay. Um, which I would disagree with. Because I think that Shoe's route is actually the easiest to get through, which is the next one I did. Even though this man is a freaking hitman. Um, because essentially what his route is, is that he has a list of people that his um, mentor was taking out and then his mentor, he found her dead. And um, his sibling that he was raised with, his adopted sibling, um, he thinks that they're the one who killed her um, and took the last page. So he's been looking for this person, but he's also just been taking out people on the page that he has. Um. And then he gets contacted by his adopted sibling and is like, Hey, um, 
So the last person on the last page that you obviously have been looking for is trying to kill this senator. So I think we should set it up so that we kill that guy when he's trying to kill the senator. That'll work, right? Spoiler alert. You get double-grossed. <gasps> um, oh, no. So they make it look like Shu was the one who murdered the senator. Um, also, like depending on your choices, Shu will either... Um, continue smoking or help take up the habit of eating lollipops instead <laughs> he got so. four kids censored <laughs> well I mean it, if you if you tell him a lot that like smoking's bad for you he'll stop smoking and just like lollipop it instead because he's like oh man like I gotta have something in my mouth but you don't want me to smoke so I'm not gonna do that but if you just encourage him to smoke then I'll just keep doing that so obviously I had to do both because of the achievements uh, the, in the game to unlock things, but um, my first time through, I was like, no, stop that. That's grody. Stop. Um, yeah, so he ends up in in jail. And um, again, we're like, wow, how do we get out of this? And uh, main character's like, well, what if I just go back in time to when he's like not in a high security he's just at the regular jail and we figure out a way to get him out of that and the guys being the guys like okay well the way to do that is to injure him greatly if we injure him then they'll put him in an ambulance which is much easier to get him out of and so they they send her back she ends up being like a cop in the jail and so she just shanks him <laughs> yep. And she's like, this sucks. I don't like doing this. And he's like, just shut up and do it. Just stab me, okay? Um, So you stab him, and then he's getting transported, and you you um save him and then fake his death. So they, they make a, a shoe body at one point. And he has to kind of, like, lay low for a bit. Because he's supposed to be dead. But he's not. And he, like, teases uh, Tia a lot because he's like, yeah, you know, my, my, my wound where you stab me, you know, kind of hurts. Um, she also, he also makes fun of her a lot for eating ice cream, which is really rude because ice cream is delicious. So, I don't know what his major malfunction there is, but... um. He's also a big fan of westerns. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, so, like, when he's teaching her how to shoot, he, like, teaches her to the tune of, like, Yellow Rose of Texas. Just wild. You hear, like, people that are very clearly Japanese go, Yellow Rose of Texas! It's great. Um. Anyway, you end up, like, partnering up eventually with... With the sibling, and I keep saying sibling because they imply the whole time that it's your brother, but then, or Shu's brother, but you find out later that um, potentially is a sister, but it's not clarified. So, since there's no definitive answer, I'm just saying sibling. Um, also, you find out that Shu was the actual blood son of, of the, the mentor and not the adopted son, even though he thought he was adopted. So that was kind of a weird twist. 
I don't know what the point of that really was. Um, but yeah, they end up taking out the the um, assassin person, the closer. Yay. Um, Helvetica Fontman. Fontman is wild um, because he essentially tells you like, yeah, so I was an illegal immigrant and when I was like in my in my teens, I was like super hooked on drugs and I was stealing things constantly. And um, one day I just got like pulverized and this professor man found me and decided that he was going to raise me as his son and did a bunch of plastic surgery. And now I look like this and like straight up says a few times, like everything from the waist down is natural. But everything for the waist up is not natural. So this this guy did a lot of plastic surgery. Seems. Anyway, um, he also gave him the name Helvetica. And um the whole thing with Helvetica is that he is doing a like beauty makeover piece um and also a nude spread for some reason that was very unclear why i'm like why why we have this like plastic surgery feel good piece but also like a nude spread next to that but whatever um and while he is in the process of this the the gal who um he was supposed to help ends up like overdosing and dying and so that's not great so then the editor's like, well, we found you a replacement. It's this gal, and she has, like, this really massive burn scar on her face. And he straight up is like, no, I'm not doing this for you because you're a drug addict. I can tell by your hands. And she gets super mad and, like, calls him out and basically like, have you forgotten who you were? And then he realizes, like, oh, hey, I remember things about my past now. We were in the middle of getting super, super high and robbing a house and um, we accidentally set the house on fire and one of our partners didn't make it out and she ended up in jail and had her face burned and blah, blah, blah. It's this gal, whoa. Um, and then the other guys like beat him up and threw him in the trash and that's how the professor found him. So this gal wants revenge because he abandoned her she wants him to like fall as low as she is and so like she lures him out at one point and like injects him with a bunch of drugs and he goes through like an overdose which I think I sent you some of these pictures do you remember that when he's like in the shower so. he's like yeah. Yeah, 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 naked and crying in the shower not having a good time he's not having a good time and like the whole thing is like He's he's like crying and he's throwing up and Limbo at one point is like, yeah, you can't go in there because he's like butt naked. Um, but she goes in anyway. It, it, well, if you get the good end, she goes in anyway. If you get the bad end, she's like, nope, I'm not going in there. Good luck. <laughs> See you later. Good luck, guys. Um, and so 
at one point, like, Mozu and Tata end up, like, essentially getting into a car accident, a purposeful car accident, not on their part, but by the burnt lady's part, um, and taken hostage, and she calls Helvetica out and is like, hey, um, I'm going to kill these people because you care about them. This is also after she went back in time, uh, the main character went back in time, because originally um, she sent Helvetica into this apartment complex that she bombed, and he like got taken out with severe burns, and she's like, no, we're not doing that. Go to this place. So he, he shows up to the shipping yard, you know, where all, all the bad things go down, and forklifts and all that jazz. And um, he, like, is talking to her and then like sets himself on fire to try and like make it up to her and then she shoots herself and they they both go to the hospital and um she ends up in like a coma and he ends up getting plastic surgery from his professor dad and there's this whole like identity crisis he has of like am i am i this person that i used to be or am i this person who i am now if you get the good ending he decides he's helvetica that's it he's helvetica if you get the bad ending then he goes back to the guy he was before and leaves everybody um amazingly enough his face is the exact same after the plastic surgery <laughs> So it's very good doctors over there. I mean, that's that's basically what they're saying. They're like, wow, there's not even, like, a real scar or anything. Like, you look amazing. Um, and then Helvetica also says that he's going to, like, pay to, like, try and do some experimental work on, on the other gal to, like, make her live. Uh, but, yeah, Helvetica has, like, this this really big moment with his his professor dad, which she does call him, like, at one point she's calling him, like, professor so-and-so. Um, but then, like, when this moment was happening, she's like, daddy so-and-so, and I'm like, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't call him daddy. That's weird. Um, yeah, Helvetica has his, his moment. He is very vain and is very much my least favorite character. There are very few things about him that I actually like. That being said, he is, um, he's not super terrible. So, like, I've dealt with a lot worse in terms of love interest than Atome before. He's acceptable. He sucks, but he's acceptable. Does that make sense? Could be worse. Could be worse. Yes. Yes. Um, so then we go to Mozu, who is who I initially was going to date because he is a big fan of the kitty cats and also has rabbits in his morgue for some reason. Just interesting. I brought this up to you and um, I've seen some some chatter on the internet about it. He's very, very much coded as, like, neurodivergent. Very, very heavily. Which is interesting, because I don't know that I've really played an Atome game that had that before. 
And he like makes it very clear to you that that's the situation because there's even moments where he's like, okay, look, like everybody else goes at a very different speed than me. Like I, 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 I can't, I can't keep up with all this stuff. I think in a very different way than other people do. And that's just the way it is. That's the way I am. Um, and I like that they had like a very blatant conversation about like, you know, I'm I'm okay with who I am. This is how I am. But I think differently than other people and I act differently than other people. Which I mean you could have probably figured out that by the fact that he's like commenting about her like eye sockets and stuff, um, when he first meets her. But um it was really cool to have a character like that, that that's dateable. It was different. Um, the bad thing about his route is that there isn't a whole lot of romance on side A because most of side A is trying to figure out um, what the hell happened to his little sister who's been missing and getting hit on by this um, biology teacher named Troy um, which Troy is the one who is voiced uh, by um, Shota, I uh, forget his last name, the guy who does Yosuke and MB Barbicane and all that and sounds nothing like him. Right, 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 right. That guy. He's like this sleazy teacher. And like the whole time he's hitting on the character and she's like, ha ha ha, yeah, uh huh, sure, whatever, guy. And um, you meet this other high schooler named Ivy, who used to be really good friends with Mozu's sister. And, um, she like mentions at one point that she feels responsible for his sister going missing and then like she had mentioned how she had a crush on um professor troy and um how his little sister like started paying attention to her i was like oh no or started paying attention to the professor i'm like this is not going to end well is it it's not going to end well um they also like investigate this high schooler who supposedly committed suicide but Moses like yeah like it doesn't match that's not what happened to this kid like they can say that they found him hanged but that's not what happened uh you find out that the school's been doing like all kinds of shady stuff and paying people to like cover it up and oh well amazingly enough this Troy guy kind of a creeper been like doing bad stuff with students and killing students and also makes bodies disappear. You remember that arena lady I talked about late, earlier? Yeah, mm -hmm. he's he made her disappear. Um kind of like Home Alone. But um he mentions to Mozu at one point like I couldn't kill her. I I couldn't do it. And um After, like, a whole bunch of stuff goes down, like, the school sets on fire, um, Troy, like, gets stabbed, quote-unquote. Um, he eventually, like, is caught by Luca, police lady, and admits, like, yeah, I've been keeping her in, like, an abandoned, like, club room building thing underground, which is weird. I don't know why the school has that, but it's, like, an underground bunker thing. Um, and he was saying, you know, I haven't been able to kill her. She's down there. Uh, but when you get there, she is very much dead. And has been dead for a while. And Mozu just kind of, like, 
cuddles with her in the CG. I was like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Um, but he has a habit of talking to corpses. And so he has like a long conversation with his sister and it like helps him with some closure, I suppose. Um, he says that he like became a coroner because he was the one who had to identify their parents when they died and so like he he like became fascinated with death essentially but he doesn't want people to be alone in death so he like has conversations with with the corpses so like he has this really long conversation with his sister and um he asked to do the autopsy but uh valerie limbo's sister is like no 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 like you you you're not doing that absolutely not and then later on um you you find out like at troy's trial it was like yeah you know the person who did the autopsy did a fantastic job like really really well done i was i was impressed I'm like buddy that was your sister's autopsy my dude you can't oh, just weird. be you can't just be like he did a great job doing that autopsy um and the problem with this is that I know you haven't watched Bob's Burgers, but you really should. Um, but there's this song about um, like Topsy the elephant that got electrocuted by uh, Thomas Edison. Do you know that story? No, not really. Okay, well, uh, Edison was trying to prove that like the current that um, Tesla was using was dangerous, so he electrocuted this elephant named Topsy. And uh, there's this musical number in Bob's Burgers where they, they're saying, um, they're going to say autopsy at my autopsy. And I just kept singing this in my head the whole f time I was doing this route. I'm like, I have to stop singing the Bob's Burgers song about this dead elephant while he's hugging his dead sister. Um, But there's like not... Not romance, really, to this one. Uh, you only get that in the B side of the route, which, by the way, everybody has an A and B. And the B side, he, like, blatantly says at the beginning, like, hey, I may have, like, made your brother's body disappear, which is also something I've neglected to mention. Her brother died, and she's been trying to find out, like, what happened there. And you just get this bombshell, like, I may have, like, dismember this guy and this all came out because like that's what troy did for money outside of being a teacher was like dismember and make bodies disappear um and mozu apparently did that once to a like 22 year old guy six years ago and she's like hmm hmm um there's never any closure on that we don't actually know if that's the situation, but it kind of gets dropped and nobody seems to really care. And then he takes her to, like, a fake prom. <laughs> Alright. Yep. I was like, okay. She didn't get to go to her prom because her brother died. Um, so Moses is like, what if I take you to prom? This is fun. Um, but then he starts talking about, like, hey, this is this is something that I didn't really care about, but, like, now I seem to be, like, interested in you and interested in having a good time and, like, I like this idea. And so you, you, you actually see him, like, become interested in something that isn't just dead bodies. He's like, yay, romance. This is cool. Uh, so that was wild that, like, you know, 
you get more CGs with him and his dead sister than you do with like him and her together. But <laughs> you know, Atome. Um, which brings me to Scarecrow. That's our final route, and then we'll talk about like the final final routes, and then we'll be done. Um, Scarecrow is again our our under under boss or underworld boss. Um, he's the hacker man. Um, he's awkward and strange. Um, we find out that like he was working for like an arms dealer a few years ago, and that um, because of some work he was doing, like they killed his dad, and um, they like tortured him, and he has a massive fear of water because he like got waterboarded. Wild. Um, and then he ended up, much like many of these dudes, faking his death and becoming someone else. Uh, you know, he didn't do a whole lot different because his name was Crow and now he's just called Scarecrow. Like his real name was Crow. <laughs> like, cool, I guess. Good job. Um, but he, he finds out some some dirt on this arms manufacturing group and they break into the the school to get the information they you know do all the things that you usually see in you know things like national treasure where they fake the cameras so that you can't see that they're going in there um and at one point he like gets thrown into a fish tank by the um by the assassin guy who was showing up in shoes route, like the the closer is what they call him. And dude just goes like completely ballistic and like tries to murder this guy. And they're like, hey, my dude, that's different for you. Are you okay? And like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't remember what happened like after, you know, I got hit. Did I do something weird? And it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like where this is going. Um, so you continue doing some some research with him. And you find out that, like, they have this, like, headquarters that's technically under the ocean. And you're going to go find this, like, hacker guy who's been kind of helping you along the way. And you show up and the closer is there, but also... Um, Crow's dad is there, and his dad is actually not dead. He's just been, like, forced into helping this arms dealer group. Um, yay, he's not dead. Boo, they're gonna blow up this facility and leave us down here. Uh-oh. Um, so... It... It blows up. Um, Shu ends up, like, swimming to shore? Uh, to try and get help. And, um, you as the main character are trying to help Scarecrow who, like, got his leg pinned in, in the ruins. And, like, you keep doing this whole thing of, like, going up and getting air and then going down and breathing for him. And then going up and getting air and going down and breathing for him. And at one point he just kind of, like, gives up and stops even trying to get his leg free. Um, but then, yay, she was here with help to help us all. Woo! 
No one's gonna die today. Um, you know, let's just traumatize this guy even further with water. Why, why don't we? Seems like a good idea. Um, so they get him back from this, and he's, like, not conscious, but they, like, put him on the couch, and, um, she's, like, watching over to make sure that everything's okay, and when he wakes up, he starts just choking her out, and is basically like, I don't want to die, and, like, straight up trying to murder you as a character and all the dudes show up and like, yo, not cool. Um, she, this made me a little mad. I don't like it when love interests are like, hey, what if I kill you? I also don't like it because the protagonist was basically like, hey, I forgive you even if you try and kill me. Like, girl. Self-respect. Self Come on. You, you can't forgive the guy when he's trying to murder you. Like, he very obviously has problems that need to be taken care of here. And he does go to um, Helvetica's dad professor man, who is also apparently, like, deals with some kind of psychology stuff, even though he's a plastic surgeon professor. I don't know. And he keeps saying, like, it's it's not like... A split personality, but it's like a disassociative personality situation that I guess trauma caused. And so um, Scarecrow was like afraid to be around her for a bit. Rightfully so, because you know, he did try and murder her. Um, But he ends up like getting called out at one point um, to they, they basically say like give up any information that you have about the arms dealer also give up anima and we'll we'll let you and your dad go it's fine and he's like yep i will do that that sounds like a great deal i will i i will meet you at the shipping container yard area where again everything is great and nothing bad ever happens except for him and his dad get thrown onto a like subway car that is going very fast into nothingness for some reason there's like this this tunnel that just goes into a wall that like was never finished i don't know why that is the case but that is the case um they don't have cell phone signal he's like well yes this is how we die dad yay um but they end up finding a spot where they have cell signal for like four seconds and um he sends like this wild encrypted message um to the main character during that four second period she goes back in time and like tells him what the message said and um they're able to figure out like hey throw the power for this one particular area code and then you and the dude show up at that area code after and like you see this wrecked train but then like him and his dad are crawling out of it like hey we're fine we're alive ha 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 um I think the assassin guy dies at this point I don't remember something like that happens anyway he's alive his dad's alive everybody's happy um hopefully he doesn't try and kill her anymore I don't know 
That seems kind of bad. And then you spend New Year's with him. And you try and kiss kiss him, and y'all knock teeth instead. Ow. Oops. Oops, my goops. Painful. Yeah. I guess that's something I should have mentioned, is that, like, on the beer route for most of these dudes, you end up spending, like, New Year's Eve with them and having, like, this big celebration. So, there's that. Anyway, um, so then we get more of the, like, common rowdy bits again. Um, and these go places, which is what I was yelling at you about. Um, so the first one is called Full Circle. And um, going back to the beginning where I was talking about, like, the secret organization, the Rui Lopez one. Um, we find out a lot about this group because we find out that, like, Carmen, the gal who runs the bar, um, she has, um, her, her lover who is in a coma and is going downhill very quickly. And she's like, yeah, he was, um, like almost murdered by his little brother. And Tita heard this story, like, the whole time about it. It's like, Huh. Interesting. I've heard this about this group. I wonder if they're the same thing. And at one point, um, I forget why she goes back to the bar, but she goes back to the bar and it's unlocked. And she goes in and she hears people talking. And I knew this guy was going to be relevant because he shows up for like maybe 10 seconds in other routes and has a sprite. Like he has artwork. And it's like, there's no reason why you're just popping up here and you have, like, full-on artwork if you're not going to be relevant later. There's no way. Why would they do that? It's because he's important here. Um, but you find out that the kid, Alex, that is running the bar... Uh, I, again, the plastic surgery in this town is amazing because it turns out that, like, he's much older than what he looks like and that he has, like, used plastic surgery to, like, de-age himself to look like a kid and to change his face and that his older brother is, like, Carmen's lover and that he is, like, the ringleader of this, this group. And, um... So you're overhearing all this happen and then you make a noise because, of course, you're the protagonist and you make a noise and alert people. And the the big, I, th I think he's like district attorney. I don't know what he is. He's like a head honcho guy um, who, like, wants to go to the Supreme Court and then become governor and then go to the Supreme Court again or something. I don't remember. I, I sent it to you. I was like, this isn't how U.S. government works, but that's fine. Um, unless you mean state Supreme Court and then governor and then actual Supreme Court, in which case that would actually be right. Who could say? Anyway, he murders you. Or he tries to. He shoots you and then you go back in time. And you call Alex and you're like, don't go to that bar. I'm not going to that bar. Don't go to that bar. He's going to shoot you. He's going to shoot me and he's going to shoot you. Don't do it. Um... And so Alex, who at this point we learn his name is Alexei, actually. Um, he was also an illegal immigrant. And so was his brother. And they started this organization. 
and the district attorney man like turned them against each other and made it seem like the the older brother was like pulling some shenanigans to the younger brother like beat him up to the point that he almost died um and so Alexei's like well what if I just murder that guy so he goes to like the hotel where the dude's staying and tries to murder him there's a really good part here this is going to be the second time I bring up Home Alone in this podcast, which is wild. Um, but of course, that's just who I am. Uh, there's, there's a part where, like, they get into, like, a shootout type thing. And Shu, you know, he's a hitman, so he's doing all right. Um, but one guy gets passed, and he, like, yells at Limbo to do something about it. So Limbo just, like, pulls the carpet out from under him. Like some some Home Alone Scooby Doo. Shit. I don't even know. Like he he just makes his guy go flat on his, and it made me laugh a lot when I was reading it. Um. And you um you eventually end up on the roof with the district attorney and Alexei, and then Carmen shows up and is like live streaming this whole thing of like all the confessions. Um. And you find out that like this like underground app that the the protagonist has been using this whole time for information has been run by Carmen the whole time. Um and she was also like planning to adopt Alex, but now she kinda wants to kill him because he killed her lover. It's wild. She doesn't actually kill him though, so that's neat. Um, district attorney gets arrested. Um, a lot of the, the bad stuff comes out about like, oh, hey, maybe the police chief is also on this list of people who've been doing things. Uh-oh. And, um, you find out that, like, Carmen, like, Alexei ends up getting shot and he's in the hospital and Carmen like goes to the hospital every day and checks on him but doesn't actually like go in and talk to him she just like goes to talk to the doctor to see how he is and she eventually gets to the point where she's like yeah you know I still like have feelings about this but I do actually just want to go ahead and like adopt him and be family with him um which brings us to we end this this full circle story with somebody posting on Full Circle about how the best friend Adam cannot get away with murder. I'm like, what? It was very unexpected. And that brings us into the very, very last part of the story, which I... I have feelings about. Uh, so you... This one is, um, I'll like sign, you know, New Year's. And, um... A lot of it is done from Adam's perspective because, again, like, he's been accused of murder. And uh, I think the neatest part about this, I have feelings about it because I, I don't know that it's really executed particularly well. Um, but there is one aspect of it that I think is really neat and that you find out that um, Adam actually has, like, a brain tumor. And as you're playing through him, uh, or playing as him throughout this story... Um, like, his vision keeps getting worse and worse, and his, like, perspectives are getting blurrier. Um, 
So like there's one point where he gets like a birthday gift and he has to like focus for a second to see that it's like these these baseball tickets. Um, the only character that things don't get extremely blurry for are the main character and the only thing you can really tell is her eyes by the end of it. Um, but this is kind of a, a, a story of what actually happened to her older brother because again that's been like an underlying part of this this whole time that Zora Bridges was a cop. Bad things happened. He ended up like getting into gang activity and drugs and then he was found um, like partially dismembered and some of his um, personal effects were found. They're like okay well he's dead. Um, so the protagonist has been trying to figure out like what actually happened here. So we find out what happened here. And again, like some of the execution here is really not great. And um, Adam was the one who killed her brother. And the problem that I have with this is that like that in and of itself isn't, isn't bad. Because what they're saying is that um, he was sexually assaulting Luca who's her other best friend and that Adam like killed him to stop that. Um, and they do actually hint at that. in and one of the um, like common route things that Luca is really, really adamant that she helps like sexual assault victims and like does some shady to try and protect them. I was like, Oh, that's a callback. I get it. And understand now why she would do that. Um, the problem here is that um, the main character the whole time has been like, I love my brother. He was great. I have great memories with him. And then you get this and you're like, oh, he was a monster. And then like Adam is talking about at one point that like there was some implying that like he might have been actually targeting his own sister for that as opposed to her best friend. Um, and how like she was his and... But there is this really good um, scene, like, where you have Adam explaining to the main character, like, what what was happening when this all went down. But then you get flashes in between that of what was actually said by her brother Zora. And you see how Adam's still trying to keep that, like, positive image of her brother alive, even though... You know that, like, what he was actually saying when he was being killed was, like, absolutely horrendous. I just feel like we should have had more hints that this guy maybe was bag, and, like, it kind of makes all the moments where the main character is like, I love my brother, he's such an interesting person, and he affected my life in such positive ways. I'm like, oh, but he was a terrible person who maybe was trying to sexually assault you. Cool. Um, could have been dealt be- better, but, um... At least some of this was interesting. Um, The thing that's unclear about it is that you end the entire game with um, a scene of the three of them on some train tracks, like Luca, main character, and Adam. They're on some train tracks as kids. Then you see them as adults. And then you see the two girls disappear, and then Adam is on the train tracks by himself, and then he looks back, and that's how the game ends. And then he does like a monologue which by the way this part sucked because all of it was in Japanese and there were no subtitles so I had to go and look up what he said after the fact um but it's unclear like he 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 goes back to Russia they say that but like 
Is he dead? Is that what they're implying with the whole like looking back thing and him being by himself? What happened? Who knows? Um, but I guess we find might out find the out. Sequel. I'll say we might find out because there is a sequel coming up. Um, but yeah, there were some parts where like lines were just not translated for some reason. It's like, oh, okay. You could go back in the log for most of them and see what was said. But because that was the very end of the game, you could not check the log to see what the final monologue was. Seems bad. Yeah, it was a pretty bad thing. But like, overall, this was a really, really good game. Um, I had a really fun time with it. It did some interesting things. It had some like commentary in there that I wasn't expecting. Um, I feel like the the last one, you know, the whole treatment of her brother was kind of kind of dog um but like i liked it i liked this game a lot i love the characters and it's it's very much like a found family everybody loves each other like they even at the end when she's like oh yeah my apartment's built back together like i could move back in there she's like but do i really want to i want to stay with these guys and it's just really cute to see them all interact together and you know, it's weird that I say that when there's like, you know, drugs and sexual assault and suicide and um, attempted murder and all that fun stuff. But, you know, it's what happens when you hang out with a bunch of weird fixer men who are drawn by like a well-known like erotic artist. The tracks. Yep. Anyway, you want to rank it? Sure. Let's rank it. All right. Are you on there? I am here, yes. Hello. Alright, let's do this. Is there a... Okay. Since we have 27 games on this list, I don't think we need to go through every single game to get up to where we need to go. Right. <laughs> um, where Where do you think we could start at? Let's, let's start at number 10. Alright. Is this better or worse than Mystic Messenger? It is better. Is it better or worse than Code Realize Winter Tide Miracles? It is better. Is it better than Dai Roku Agents of Sakuratani? It is better. Is it better than Hatiful Boyfriend? It is better. Is it better than Olympia Soiree? It is better. Is it better than Pio Fiore Faded Memories? It is better. Is it better than Collar Cross Malice? It is better. Is it better than Code Realize Future Blessings? That's where it's going to land. All right, number four. Four, number four. Number four. I did not expect that going into this, but I was that's looking at this earlier. Right. Yeah, that's how you spell it. Cool. Um. So God, I hope we don't have a situation where the sequel comes in and blows it like uh, Pio Fiore's did. But yeah, <laughs> I was looking at this list earlier. I was like, holy shit! Like I loved this game. Like there were problems with it, but I really, really loved it. And looking at the other ones, I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's gonna land around that area. I knew it was gonna be like top ten. For sure. But I had a great time playing this game. It ends up being top five. It ends up being top five. That's crazy. Good well, job, Buster go. Fellows. Don't Good blow job. it with a sequel. Is it is it a sequel sequel or is it just like a fan disc situation? Or is that really known at this point? I mean, it's called Buster Fellows 2. Okay, well that kind of... Uh... <laughs> That kind of clears things up, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out, like, May of this year in Japan, so we probably won't get it for, like, another two years or something. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it is straight up called Busta Fellows 2. All right. Well, that clears that up. 
Mm -hmm. There's another game that's like related to it. Um, I think it's called Sidekicks, but that has not been localized. Um, but P Cube has like made hints that they might, if Bustafellows did well enough. Um, so we'll see if we get that in between. But for now, we know that Bustafellows Two is is coming at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for this week's episode. Natome. Natomade. We have a Tomade. We have a Tomade. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sacova. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week will be our first episode of February. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, we'll figure something out, something else, something out for that. Yep, that's the words I'm trying to, to use there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll chit-chat about February things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 